Hi everyone, welcome to another episode from Elvis the Ultimate Fan Channel. As you all know by now, I broadcast a live Elvis show on YouTube every Sunday. Each week we discuss a different Elvis-related topic. This week the topic was the fascinating relationship between Elvis and his mysterious manager, Tom Parker. Elvis fans called the show to give their opinions on this topic. I also ran a poll asking, do you think Parker was good for Elvis with the options being yes, no, good at the start but not after Elvis came out of the army, or Elvis was just a dollar sign to him? You will hear the results of this poll at the end of the podcast. So sit back, relax, and listen to the opinions of the callers to the show. What I wanted to talk about is did Elvis and Tom Parker use secret codes to communicate when they when Elvis wanted to talk to Tom about something or Tom wanted to relay something to Elvis without the his maybe even his father uh the Memphis mafia Priscilla the girlfriends anybody like that not not knowing what um you know it meant and I got this idea uh from well i've had i've had an inkling down to the years about it and um reading different books and you know elvis and the colonel by alan and nash and uh, you know the uh, the other one as well revelations from the memphis mafia and not just that not just those two alan nash books but other books as well i wondered whether you know because and I came across this letter as well. Now, you won't be able to read all this, but that doesn't matter because I'm going to blow up the salient part in a minute. Uh, August the 6th, 1957. Uh, Elvis would have been on vacation, if you like, at his newly uh, acquired home, Graceland, because he would have finished uh, work on Jailhouse Rock in June of 1957. And he wasn't due to go back um over to hollywood until uh about uh, early septemberish late august early septemberish so he would have probably got this letter at graceland and this is the part that i find very interesting and puzzling and it says i understand from colonel burrow that he is training the donkeys to do interviews when you are busy with other details be sure they do not bray out of turn and give out the wrong information. Has anybody an idea or an inkling at all what that could be about? And I'm pretty sure I've seen other letters from Tom Parker to Elvis with those sort of what I would call bits of nonsense. But he's gone to the he's gone to the trouble of putting that right slap bang in the middle of a letter if it didn't mean anything why would he put it in in the first place okay all right i agree Dylan says could be what they call carny talk are the donkeys elvis friends i thought that uh why would they be doing interviews um or am i just reading too much into this i i don't know there was even there was even suspicions that um, Parker hypnotised Elvis at times when Elvis started stepping out of line. Did you see what I did there? 
stepping out of line. Um, th- I mean, don't. I'm, I'm not talking about the times when he used to come on the film set and he used to ask Charlie or Sonny to get down on all fours and bark like a dog. They were just doing that to humour him, you know, to indulge him, really. <laughs> he wasn't really hypnotising them. Hello, Salam. How are you? Fine. How are you? Can you hear me? Oh, yes, of course I can. I just saw that you had yourself on mute, so I waited till you were unmuted before I said hello to you. Okay. How, how's it going? It's been two weeks, and I've been dying to talk about something, but it's not today's topic. Oh, uh, I mean, I have missed you, actually. You haven't been on for a few weeks, have you? I know. I've been going out, like, to the real world, like hiking, <laughs> running, to the park. But I've been missing the show, so this is not okay. Oh, good, good. Well, it's good to have you back. So what do you want to talk about then? I finally saw Priscilla. Oh, right. Okay. All right. It was, it, it wasn't, the, the, no storyline, no depth, no character development, just, it was boring. It was a boring movie. I would argue the TV movie that came out years ago was better than this. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, um, I, I, I saw it as well. I saw it very, very early January because it wasn't out here until early January. I know it was in the US in November, I think, wasn't it? it I don't know when it came out here. Hmm. I'm so glad I didn't go to the cinema to watch it because I would have been just livid. It was very, very boring. The actor wasn't very good. The it, it was in the beginning, it made him look so sweet and nice, like he was so generous, buying her things and all of that. And then it kind of turned him into like this like annoying baby like person. And then he throws the random chair at her with no story development. Like if you didn't know the story and you didn't read the book, you really wouldn't understand the movie at all. Yeah. The, the, the sets were poor as well, weren't they? Poor sets. Even the girl, the actress, she she wasn't that good. The one in Elvis was much better. The Elvis movie, the one who played Priscilla, she did mm. a much better job, I think. It was just very weird. Like there was a scene where um, they're out by the pool and then she just randomly yells about Anne Margaret and it just came out of nowhere. And yeah. <laughs> it was just... And uh, what do you think of Jacob O'Lordy? Do you think, I mean, I said uh, when I reviewed it there a few weeks ago, I didn't think he had the charisma or anything about Elvis about him. Uh, it was a lazy job. That what I got, the impression I got, the girl, the actress that played Priscilla, I think she worked much harder. Mm-hmm. The one who played Elvis, Jacob, it was a lazy, lazy job. It, I don't know. And then he just didn't look the part. He was way too tall. And she was way too small. And like the contrast was, I mean, I know Elvis was much taller than her, but it wasn't that much. Yeah, It wasn't yeah. as much as these two. Yeah. And yeah, cheap set. Um, and I know it was based on her book, but we all know like her book is just one sided. No one tells Elvis's side. Why don't they make a real movie like where he tells them where the Memphis Mafia always say like he, he never wanted to get married and he didn't want to get married. Show the background, throw the colonel in there when he kind of pushed him toward the marriage you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah, it, it, it seemed a very hurried job, especially the end. It, it all ended very, very quickly. You know, those those few years that uh, where they were going through marriage troubles and all that was sort of condensed into about three minutes. Yeah, I think it was just a, a cheap 
ex, uh, expedited cash grab. And then they, the fact that they played, you know, I will always love you at the end, like so ridiculous. Yeah. Just as are they jabbing at Elvis? Is that meant to be a jab at him? I don't understand. Mm, <laughs> mm, yeah. I took it as a jab at EPE because they didn't let her, the director used the music. So I took that as a jab to them. Like, why use that specific song? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, my, my wife, um, as a sort of a, a neutral, if you like, she's, she is an Elvis fan, but she's nowhere near an Elvis, the Elvis fan that I am. She said that it, it showed him in a very, very poor light. And it was a very dark movie as well. I mean, there was very few laughs in it. In fact, the only time I heard the uh, the audience laugh uh, in the movie house that I was in was when, you know, when uh, Priscilla graduated and uh, she came out and he was surrounded by nuns and she was getting an autograph from him. They laughed a little bit at that. But apart from that, there was very few laughs in it, wasn't there? Yeah, they, it was, it wasn't, it was not entertaining at all. It dragged on and mm. I feel like they didn't develop the characters. Let's say Elvis was an angry man, right? Let's say he got angry. Explore that. Explore the anger. Mm. Explore where he came from. Explore, you know, his stress. Ex- explore that, you know, the whole world is watching him and she's coming in as a, you know, 14, 15 year old, uh, like just, and nobody, I don't know, it was just very, like, she was very victim, presented as the victim, and he was presented as this, like, some kind of angry perpetrator person. I mean, it could have been worse. Um, I didn't think they portrayed him that terribly, because he's a human, you know, people, they you know, they get angry and stuff like that, but... I think the movie just didn't explore anything and explore why Priscilla wanted to be with him. You know, the loss of her father, right? Like the father that she was raised with wasn't really hers. Like they didn't even explore anything of depth, really. Do you you think this is going to do a a lot of harm to Elvis or do you think it'll just all blow over anyway? I think it's going to blow over. It is such a cheap movie and it's a shame because the studios that produced it, A24 Studios, they're pretty, they're, they're, they make pretty good movies in mm. general. Mm. So, and I don't know how this came about. I think it was just a quick money grab on the, on the toes of the other movie, the other Elvis movie. And they just, while Elvis was hot, they wanted to strike it. And but, uh, um, n- not, not nominated for one award whatsoever in the Oscars. No, but I think she was nominated for a Golden Globe. I don't know based on what. It was the, like, I didn't, I don't know what acting was in the, I didn't see any acting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was just, yeah. I would vote for the TV movie that came out in the 80s. I'd nominate Mm. that one. That one was way better. Okay. Uh, Have you any thoughts on the topic tonight about uh, Colonel Parker? Another money grabber, just like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think that they had secret codes, though? No, I think they had a secret. I think Parker had a secret manipulation tactic right, toward right. Elvis. Yeah. I think he fed off of his poverty, uh, fear of poverty. I mean, I think he fed off of his mother dying. I think he fed off of his need to provide. I think he was, he's a carny man, right? So yeah. he, he knew how to manipulate. And I think Elvis stayed a forever 21, 22 year old young boy inside in the eyes of the colonel and i think that's how elvis presented himself to him sometimes yeah, I, I mean you think you see now uh you think that colonel saw him as the mark as the rube as he used it in the uh, baz Luhrmann movie the mark you know somebody that he could uh you know sort of take advantage of 
I think so. Mm. I think so. And and to some degree, even even Priscilla, like now um, with these movies and the the marketing and everything, it's just he's just another thing. Elvis is just something to use. Yeah. And I feel like of all the people around him, very few didn't use him. And I think it was maybe only his daughter who really put her foot down on a lot of things. Other than that, I, I don't I see everyone seeing him as something to be used, yeah. sadly. Okay. Salam, as always, it's lovely to speak to you. Don't leave it so long next time, will you? No, no. Thank you everyone. Okay. Thanks for letting me share my two cents. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> bye everyone. Bye bye. Hi Dylan. Hello, sir. Ah, we meet again. We meet. No, no, no. No, don't get me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, what do you think uh, on this topic? Did Elvis and Tom Parker have some secret codes? Did Parker have some sort of hold over Elvis? What What does that um, What does that mean in in his his letter? Do you think? I understand from Colonel Burrow that the, is training the donkeys to do interviews. What could he possibly mean by that? It's kind of big. Is it? And, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, have you any idea what you might it might be meaning to Elvis? The donkeys might, you know. I made a very good point that it could be Scotty and Bill. Oh, because because we know that Parker didn't like Scotty and Bill for some reason. I don't uh, know. Have they been have they been fired by then though? By fifty seven. Yeah. No. Right. Right, I wasn't sure whether they because I knew I knew eventually they did sort of leave Elvis's employment, but they were still working alongside him in the studio, weren't they? Yeah, but Scotty was there in sixty one. Yes, for the for the but I think Bill, I think Bill passed by then. Yeah, no, no, Bill passed in nineteen sixty five, but I don't think 65. Bill. I think I don't think Bill played bass with him again ever again after nineteen fifty eight. After the army, in other words. Yeah. 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 And then for the poll, um, I voted good, uh, good in the beginning, but not after the army. Mm, yeah, and here's why. Go on. He, Tom Parker, got Elvis where he needed to be, but then after a while, Elvis developed, developed his own like his own mind, and he knew where he wanted to go, but because he was tied to him, he didn't really get to see that vision come true. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, frustrating, but that's just you know, the way it is. And like, you know, we can't change, unfortunately, what's gone. Mm. I mean, you know, I wish we could, but unfortunately, uh, of course, just- we, we we all do. Yeah, I mean, I I often have the feeling that you know. Parker kind of nearly run out of ideas after about 1961, 62, and he just signed Elvis up to a whole load of movies because he knew that it was quick money, it was easy money. You know, you could you could film a movie in a couple of weeks. Uh, you could uh, link a soundtrack to it as well, take a part of the profits for, you know, very, very little effort, really. True. But also, I think, I think by the time 67 rolled around, I think he knew that... A live performance was on the cards mm. because because he could see that Elvis was getting bored. Yeah, so I do think he kind of knew what was coming, but you know, Elvis made it happen. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, let's not forget after you know we're we're saying that he was good at the start, and then after the army, he kind of uh, Parker kind of lost direction. Uh, and you know, was he was he was he still good for Elvis? Don't forget, um, the nineteen sixty eight 
comeback special, and some people call it comeback special, the NBC TV special. Uh, even though uh, Parker set that up, the format was Elvis and Steve Binder's idea. The that's, ex- that's exactly what that's exactly what I was going to say. Even yeah. though, even though Tom had the initial idea for it. The format that we all know and love was down to Elvis. Oh yeah, because we know, we know what Parker wanted. Parker wanted a Christmas special. Then yeah. then there was the uh, Memphis sessions, Chips Moman. Okay, again Elvis went against Colonel Parker with that, uh, yeah. and, and we all know that that was a rip roaring success. Uh, uh, Parker said to Diskin, "Just let him fall on his ass." Well, he didn't fall on his ass. Um, you know, so. Uh, how much? How much did he need Parker after nineteen sixty one, sixty two? He didn't. Mm. Not, not really. I mean, I mean he he, he needed he needed management, but he needed somebody with, uh, you know, more sort of a view, uh, uh, oversight of where to go. And he needed someone. He wasn't stuck in the past. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He needed someone who can drive Elvis forward. Yes. Exactly, and, and somebody with a bit of foresight to see how to change things, and uh, you know, yeah, because you know he came from a time where dancing chickens was all the rage. <laughs> yes, he yeah. didn't know how to handle rock and roll. Yeah. yeah, well, well, he didn't know how to handle him in 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 a way that say someone like I'm trying to think like Steve Binder could, or maybe mm. even Sam. Oh, I'm trying to, oh, what's the guy's name? Sam. Phillips. Sam Phillips. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Sam Phillips. And you know another parallel oh. I can see? You know the way he signed him up to all the movies? Yeah. When Vegas became a success, what did he do? He signed him up to a five-year deal. Mm-hmm. You know, Parker was sort of, he was very short-sighted in some ways, where when he saw something was a success, he beat it into the ground. Uh, now, see, here's... Here's what I think about Vegas. 69 to 72 were his best years. Okay. Because okay. because you can see the genuine fun that he was having on yeah. stage. Yeah. You know, you can see it in the footage. Mm-hmm. You can hear it on the soundboards. Yeah. He's having a ball. Yeah. But by the time 73 rolled around, that's when he kind of, I don't want to say lost his mind, but, he, but Elvis kind of just got Board. Yeah, well, I, I agree. And, and also, uh, yeah. another thing too, right? Parker is 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 kind of like renowned for you know kind of seizing seizing the opportunity, quote unquote, right? Aloha was the perfect opportunity for us to go global. Well, a lot of people say that Parker used the Aloha from Hawaii special, so he didn't have to take him abroad. Well, I mean, you know, we know now that it wasn't just Parker. You know, he had a team of people around him who mm. he could have easily sent to, you know, with Elvis around the world. But, you know, the mind boggles, yeah. Steve. But mind, I, I, really. I do agree with you 100% that the point you made about 1969 to 1972, those were definitely the best years of Vegas. He was probably absolutely bored out of his mind with Vegas by the fall of 1973. I mean, uh, September 1973, he kind of did start acting a bit strange on on uh, yeah. on stage, even by Elvis standards. But so mm-hmm. there, there, there's certain... 70. There's certain, uh, yeah, I mean, there's certain members of the Memphis Mafia that said that Elvis was bored of Vegas or starting to get bored of Vegas by the time that's the way it is was 
was filmed, which was only August yeah. 1970. Well, hmm, I think I think that's a bit of a stretch. Mm. I don't think he was yeah. bored by then. Mm. I think I, I think definitely Jan, January 70, January 73, mm. he was getting bored. Yeah. But, you know, you, you were talking about him acting strange in 73. He was acting even stranger in 74. Mm. Yeah. Because he was just bored out of his brain. But <laughs> on but on a much needed lighter note, yeah. tonight is the Grammys. Oh, is it? And, yeah, and Riley is nominated. Oh, right, yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. her um, her TV show's album mm-hmm. is nominated for Best Soundtrack, so yeah. hopefully hopefully it gets a win. Great, great. Okay, Dylan, thanks very much. Right. Mind yourself. You. Bye-bye. Bye. Young Priscilla. Hello, Priscilla. How are you? I'm great, my boy. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Uh, what do you think of Colonel Parker? I uh, know. I love him. I think he's the best thing ever. <laughs> well, did you vote on the poll? I most certainly did. Okay, so yes, no, good at the start, but not after the army, or Elvis just was a dollar sign to him? Elvis was just a dollar sign to the Lion Dutchman. Oh, I know how this call's um, going to go. <laughs> yeah. So... Here's Elvis is going to make a big. Um, sometimes it's become distorted in the past that the colonel discovered him and he was what sent him into his meteoric fame. And no, that's not the case because Elvis was going to become that even without the colonel. Yes, he had the ability to promote at a time when promotion was a speciality. There weren't very many people doing it. Now it's all self-promotion. But I don't think for one minute there was ever anybody at the forefront of that man's mind except his own bank account. Yeah, you think he was a dollar sign to him. I mean, uh, uh, do you think that Elvis would have been as big without the colonel? Genuinely? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so 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 he 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 outgrew Sun very very quickly. Even Sam said we we, we 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 were just too small. He outgrew us within a couple of years. So where could but he where have he, where where could he have gone if he hadn't gone with Colonel Parker? I'm I'm sure that there are uh, that Phillips would have sold him to somebody else because there was again a financial gain in it for him. Mm. Um, the reason that Parker made himself. I even hate calling him that because that's not his name. Andreas, we yeah. call it. <laughs> yes, um, Kike, yeah. Like, I just think that it was always self-promotion with him. Even if you consider, uh, you know, and I, I know it's just kind of um, done rather crudely in the, the Baz Luhrmann biopic, but he dropped everything else he had. He, he let them go. And these are the people that he was traipsing up and down the road with because there was more money to be seen in Elvis. Mm-hmm. If he was a true promoter and what he wanted to do was promote his acts and he had their best interests at heart, he'd have continued to do that. He mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he, 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 went, he, he, he went all in for Elvis, that's for sure. Yeah, because that was the big bucks were coming mm-hmm. from, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I think he wheedled his way. And I think Gladys was a very astute woman. Oh, yeah, well, we know um, that Gladys didn't like him and she turned out to be right, no, didn't because she? She did, and I think that I think that look, he's Elvis and uh, and him are inexplicably linked now. That's how it happened. Yeah. Um, that's the reality of it. 
But I don't think for one minute he ever had anybody's best interest at heart except his own. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he, he helped Elvis climb higher, faster. I, I'd give him that, if nothing else. But I think that um, their stories now are inexplicably linked. They're written in history. He is he is as famous as, as Elvis is now, just for being the fella beside Elvis, or the awkward fella, um, or the fella who, who managed to get more money from his his um, act that he was promoting than the act who, who, who he was actually promoting. You see, um, you see, was, I, I, the one thing I remember was Parker, what Parker had going for him when he started managing Elvis was he had a lot of contacts he'd forged in the early days of his music promotion. Uh, you know, like he, he had strong links with RCA, uh, some of the movie studios as well. He'd forged sort of contacts with them as well. So he had that, links. Yeah, he I'm had not links. Sure they were yeah. as strong as you'd like to think, though, Steve. Yeah. He did have links. I'm not taking that away. And the circuit that he travelled on prior to music promotion, the carnivals. It's 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 all the same. You're just packaging a different item, for want of a better description. And yes, okay, he did, and I, I will give him. You know, he, he probably. In, in, increased or sped up Elvis's uh, meteoric rise to fame, but I don't think he did it for any other reason other than, you know, um, financial gain. Yeah, and once Elvis was there, he could have ditched the Colonel and and got better management. Well, you see, I think this is where the the lines become blurry for me because I think that Elvis Vernon, they felt they didn't have that knowledge initially, and mm. that the Dutchman had managed to do it. Mm. And they felt a sense of loyalty. Mm. Um, I think Vernon lived the rest of his life in fear. Yeah, that they'd be broke fear again. That it was all going to be taken away and that yeah. he would be broke again. They would yeah. have nothing. Yeah. And I think fear is a very strong driver. And it might in some way have blurred his vision of what was going on around him. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, it makes for interesting forward, uh, father. Um, Alana Nash's book on on him was just... I don't know. I, I I came away from that book going, what was that about? <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, he's an angel in some bits of it. He's a demon in other bits of it. Um, I think she was another one great for self-promotion. I, I just think, genuinely, and I, it's not that I'm foolish. It's not that I think that Elvis is, is you know, oh, I do. I think he's marvellous, and I think he's a wonderful musician, and I think... He had great talent and more talent than his baby fingered and that lion Dutchman had in his Yeah, no, I I, I never I, I never I never asked Alana when I spoke to her. I, I have a feeling that she probably in a in a way respected the Colonel what what he achieved and also i I mean um also todd slaughter as well i think todd sort of respects the colonel for what he did and how he did things um so and todd being well he isn't now but he was ceo of the uh, british uh fan club taking a step back i think that um i think that he was very ballsy in how he went about approaching and all of those things yeah yeah so that kind of you know straight in uh, aggressive approach puts people on the back foot automatically and rather than admitting you're on the back foot you kind of go with the flow don't you yeah that worked for a particular amount of time and yes he beat the same drum so he didn't show any innovativeness he didn't show any any um amazing thoughts uh, outside of what he had always done um the movies was a success so we find them up for for the te- 10 years 
the Vegas was a success. So we just continued to beat the same drum. Yeah. There was no, no, no foresight. There was no genuine, no. Uh, he didn't allow Elvis to develop in the ways that Elvis would have liked. He didn't listen to yeah. Elvis. Okay, Priscilla, uh, as always, uh, a great call. Thanks very much. Okay, all right, we will move on and we will say uh, hello to Cameron. Cameron, how are you doing? I'm well, and you, Steve? Yeah, I hope your connection holds up. I know you're having connection difficulties at the moment. Yes, we were in the middle of load shedding, so I was trying to connect through mobile data, but our power is back now. So ah, back great, now. great. So good to have the, the power back, I'd say, yeah. So what would you like to yeah. say? Well, uh, Priscilla kind of took the words out of my mouth. Uh, right. She said everything that I wanted to say. Um, <laughs> well, I'll ask you I then. You you, you probably you probably voted uh, Elvis was just a dollar sign to Colonel Parker. Then did you? Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I think to add on to what Priscilla said, you know, I feel the Colonel killed Elvis's creativity, mm-hmm. um, and look. Everyone knows that Elvis was a wise man, but he was wise according to the information that he was given. Right. And I think, unfortunately, he didn't have enough, I wouldn't say enough information in the, for the business. I think it was more of a confidence thing. Um, he didn't, he didn't trust his knowledge enough to say, um, I can get rid of the colonel and there will be managers queuing up to take me because I really do believe that that was the case Um, because Elvis had threatened numerous times to get rid of the colonel. But I think what served him badly, unfortunately, is as as Priscilla correctly stated, um, he felt an immense sense of loyalty. And because he trusted the colonel more in terms of the colonel's knowledge for the business, um, I think he he kind of placed himself in a catch twenty two situation. He got caught between a rock and a hard place. And um, when you refer back to Baz's movie, um, in the section where Elvis had threatened to to fire the colonel, the first thing the colonel did was he gave him a bill and said, "Right, you owe me yeah. X amount." And uh, at that stage, unfortunately, he didn't have the capital to to say to the colonel, "Well, right." there's your money, get out. Um, and the colonel knew that. And I think I think that was his ploy all, all along. He he saw the dollar signs way early in the in the in the story and uh he knew that Elvis was gullible and he unfortunately exploited him. Now, today, uh, with artists being a, a lot more sort of, how can I put financially switched on, uh, what they would do was they would get new management and they would get a advance from that new management to pay off the old management, uh, yes. you know, on f- for future earnings. So I don't quite yes. know why Vernon and Elvis didn't do that. Obviously, they, they didn't, you know, sort of think it through because that's what, there, there would have been people lining up, I'm sure, to manage Elvis, and they would have gladly yes. given them the eight million or whatever it was, or five million or whatever it was, uh, to pay Parker off in future earnings. Yeah, I mean, there's another example you can look at when when the colonel negotiated the satellite deal and Elvis needed the money for the divorce. Um, had the colonel told Elvis that he'd signed away his royalties back to RCA, 
I don't think Alves would have signed the agreement. Mm. But there, the colonel was clever. He he lied by omission once again, only telling Alves what he he believed Alves needed to know, and Alves made a decision based on what the colonel told him, believing that the colonel was truthful. Whereas we all know today he was everything but truthful. Um, so then again, it brings me back to the point where I said, you know, had Alves known all the ins and outs and how. It would have really affected him and possibly had he had um, financial advice from people in the business at that time to advise him accordingly um, and had they said to him, look, these are the legal ramifications and these are the legal steps you can take to get out of this, I think he would have. Yeah, well, well, well we, 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 do, we do know that Parker kept Elvis as isolated as possible. He kept Steve Binder away. Steve Binder tried to contact Elvis after the special. The number that Elvis had given him wouldn't ring through. Obviously, Parker had vetoed that. Yes. So, yes. obviously, he was... A, you know, I mean, so people, people have said that Parker was actually a control freak, and you can actually see it. Yes. Yes, yeah. I agree. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. 100% Steve and uh, unfortunately you know it must be a terrible place to be in um, knowing that you're literally there um, you know as he himself said he was only playing Vegas to pay off the colonel's yeah. gambling debts yeah 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 you know so that that must be something really that must be a really awful place to be in knowing that these kind of things are happening and they're absolutely you're absolutely powerless to do anything yeah, yeah. with with hindsight we can see now where all the mistakes were made but uh, and it's it's frustrating to think that you know you know it didn't happen but uh, that's that's life that's Cameron uh, a great call thanks very very much for calling in Sure, pleasure, Steve. Always great listening okay. to you and okay. a, a great week for you the rest of it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye now. Cheers. Bye-bye. Let's have a look at the poll. Was Parker good for Elvis? And I'm going to open it up and I'm going to end the poll. And it's going to come up and it's going to say, uh, good at the start, but not after the army, 54%. Elvis was just a dollar sign to him, 23%. No, 11 and yes, only 10% of people said yes. So there you are, 54 good at the start, not after in the army, though. Uh, Elvis was just a dollar sign to him, 23 A definite no, 11 and yes, 10%. <laughs> Thanks once again for joining me on Elvis the Ultimate Fan Channel. I'd like to extend an invite to everybody listening to join me on Sunday's live shows on the YouTube channel and to become a member of the Discord server. We have a lot of Elvis fun on there. I'd love to hear from you during the call-in section when we discuss all things Elvis. That's it for this week. I hope you can join me next time for another podcast from Elvis the Ultimate Fan Channel.